Hello, hello. This is podcast season two, episode four. Sorry, guys, I've been a bit busy and haven't been able to podcast recently, but I promise to make it up to you with this one. So, the craze out there these days is gluten free and wheat free. Wheat has become the number one enemy, public enemy number one that gets blamed for everything and anything. Let's look at this. So wheat allergy is actually a thing. People can get an allergic reaction to wheat. This typically consists of symptoms occurring within half an hour to an hour after ingestion of itchiness, hives, throat tightness, difficulty breathing, heart palpitations, lightheadedness, sometimes nausea and diarrhea. So this is a wheat allergy and the symptoms are very similar to all wheat allergies. Now, celiac disease is an interesting thing. It's uh, prevalent more in certain populations like the Mediterranean area, where it can be as high as 1 in 200 uh, people have this to some degree. Celiac disease is not one entity, though. There are many different types of celiac disease. Some actually do not cause any GI symptoms or very minimal gastrointestinal symptoms. And these can manifest as uh, what we call dermatitis or pediformis. A type of rash that's on what we call the extensor surfaces, where the, so where there's a lot of uh, the cartilaginous uh, tissues in your body. So this is the outside of your arms, around your elbows, on the outside uh, front aspect of your legs, so that's in front of the knees, anywhere where there's a lot of uh, collagenous fibers or collagen fibers. All forms of celiac occur because of something called molecular mimicry. Um, and you can classify this as uh, IgG type based hypersensitivity or hypersensitivity type uh, 2 or 3. Some of these problems can be manifest as immune complex, but mainly it's the IgG uh, 2 gliadin or gluten, which is uh, uh, the general term that encompasses various gliadin uh, proteins. And because that protein is similar in appearance to some of your collagenous or collagen fibers, you have the symptoms. So this can occur um, and what this leads to in some people is profound GI symptoms to the point where the little villi, these are the little little tiny microscopic finger-like particles in your stomach and small intestine are degraded and damaged uh, so you get what's called villus blunting. Now the gold standard biopsy is to continue to ingest wheat and have a scope by your gastroenterologist. And your gastroenterologist can take little pieces of it called biopsies and look at it under the microscope to see how healthy or how uh, uh, much damage there is to the little villi. If you have no damage, um, likely this uh, celiac if you have it is not that severe or that you're doing a good job controlling your diet. In people where the biopsy is completely normal, this likely rules out the diagnosis of celiac disease. Again, with the uh, subtype that affects mainly other parts of the body and not the GI tract, this may be missed. One of the blood tests that we can do is called the anti-TTG antibody and anti-endomesial antibody. These are different types of antibodies that your body has made to the uh, proteins in wheat uh, that causes the molecular mimicry that causes symptoms. These tests are also uh, fairly good in ruling out celiac disease, although they are not as good as the gold standard biopsy. Um, 
but it's a good proxy, especially if you've been eating uh, wheat. Now, celiac disease can lead to malabsorption, which is an inability to absorb certain vitamins and nutrients from food. And this is because those little villi structures and microvilli, they're used to absorb nutrients. So you need a microscopic uh, surface and a big surface area to absorb a lot of nutrients. So people with the most profound celiac are usually very thin uh, or have a difficulty growing because they have a profound vitamin deficiency. It is important if you have a real uh, diagnosis of celiac to see a qualified gastroenterologist and a registered dietitian. A registered dietitian can help you plan and it's not just wheat you'll have to avoid, it's wheat, rye, barley and oats. So you want to avoid anything that contains the gluten protein. Now the other thing that can occur with food, and this is much more common, affecting uh, roughly 2% or 1 in 50 of the population, um, are pharmacologic effects to wheat. So foods, we forget, have small drug-like properties. And one of the small drug-like properties that food has is that some of them uh, affect what's called the mu opioid receptor. This is an opioid agonist receptor, just like uh, morphine. And people forget that uh, heroin and morphine uh, are originally derived from plants. And wheat you can think of as a distant relative of these. So some of the opioid agonist properties are present in wheat. So, albeit it's on a much, much, much less of an effective dose than something like morphine. So, um, there are various basic science studies going back all the way to the 80s showing this uh, opioid agonist properties of some wheat proteins. Um, and, you know, gluten happens to be one of them that has these weak, weak opioid agonist properties. If you eat like a big uh, pizza or a lot of pasta, though, that's a lot of uh, wheat proteins. And some people, by definition, are more sensitive to opioid agonist effects than others. Anesthesiologists, you know, the people who put you to sleep and control your pain, are very well aware that some people are very sensitive to opioids, while others can tolerate a lot without having any symptoms, or need a lot more to induce anesthesia uh, and uh, pain relief. So everyone is on a bell curve-like spectrum, and if you are on the uh, bottom uh, two, two and a half standard deviations of being sensitive, um, you will likely get some of the opioid agonist symptoms. So um, this includes things like somnolence, feeling fatigued, tired. This is what all narcotics do. Um, and it can slow down your digestion, which leads to a phenomenon of alternating constipation and, uh, and uh, vigorous voiding, which can be interpreted by some to be diarrhea or loose stools. So th this is a common symptom that people have in roughly one in 50 or so uh, people. And this is something that I get referred a lot for and when people think that they have a wheat allergy. Now, with this sensitivity, there doesn't tend to be the uh, skin or what we call dermatologic manifestations of this, but they do notice the, uh, the GI side effects of this. And so you can think of, uh, you know, that some people are quote-unquote addicted to, uh, to food or wheat, uh, and it, it's because some of these molecules are meant to make you feel full, and uh, they do affect uh, digestion. So that's essentially the three things you can have with wheat. You can have an allergy. You can have a sensitivity. 
Um, and remember, analogy is a hypersensitivity, which is different from the sensitivity that I just talked about with the opioid agonist effects. And then you could have uh, the celiac disease, which is a form of molecular mimicry. When your body decides to attack certain proteins in wheat, some of those proteins resemble some of your proteins in your body, and uh, as a result, your body gets uh, uh, damaged and affected. Um, people understand the concept of sensitivity uh, if I explain it to them with something that people more readily understand, like alcohol or caffeine. Uh, some people are very prone to caffeine uh, side effects. So caffeine has side effects of uh, tachycardia, makes your heart run a little bit faster. And some people, uh, it makes them pee and acts as a diuretic, and they're much more sensitive to that. Um, other people with alcohol, you know, it can take uh, you know, 10 beers to have an effect uh, where you uh, are unsteady on your feet uh, or flushed um, or feel hot, whereas other people get that effect with one beer. So... These are the um, uh, concepts uh, that will, or examples, I should say, that will help explain the concept of being very sensitive to something. Um, hopefully you got something out of this, and I hope to continue these podcasts. Thank you for your support.